and Matt. We're an interracial couple with two kids wanting to do something that highlights the power of friendship and what it means to be in the company of true friends. We're going to move our society away and out of the loneliness epidemic and into a friendlier, happier world. Welcome to our friendly world. Better, stronger, together. It was a brilliant moment for you. Yes, it was. I'm glad you had a perfect moment. Matt's talking about listening to The Dark Side of the Moon. Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. And it's been years since he listened to it because the timing and the The moment in time was brilliant. It was perfect. And you listened to it for the first time since then. It's been a long time. No, 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 no. I haven't listened to it since then. I listened to Pink Floyd's The Wall yesterday why must you point that at me like you point that at me like it hurts oh my god i hate it when people point to my face because i can feel its sharp energy can i can i actually and Matt just tell... pointed his pen right at me and can, shook it can i just tell the whole story of listening to pink floyd's dark side of the moon because all right but we've, we've already jumped talked into about, it we've already talked about this but go ahead fawn and i took a train all the way up from los angeles to seattle which, by the way, is mm. a very long time. And because of other tracks or I don't know what's happening, but there are so many delays. Like, it stops. And I was like, I kept looking out the window. I'm like, I can walk faster to Seattle than this. <sighs> anyway, okay. anyways, on our way back. So going there, we, we were in a cattle car. And going home, I was like, no, come on. And on another show, we talked about going up there. Please listen to that in previous episodes. I don't remember which episode. But wow, if you want a little education on the the heartbeat of race relations in America, and this was way before all the elections the past few years. Wow. And Matt was the instigator. Still of waiting to all tell that. my story. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Anyways, so coming home, we had our own room, as it were. We did? We did. We traveled first class. Stop. Oh, it was because they gave us an upgrade because of all the fiascos that happened. All that the way was up. part of it. All Anyways, it was nighttime. Fawn was in the club car, I, I think. I made some friends. And you were hanging out in the club car. <laughs> and so I laid in our little, and it was little, little bed. And I could look out the window. And I listened to Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, the whole thing. So you heard the clackety clack of the rails. It was nighttime. How long is the whole album when you listen to Yums, it? Uh, since I haven't listened to it in many years, I want to say it clocks in at standard album length. So it's probably, which it's, is what? It's somewhere between 33 and 65 minutes. That's typically oh. album length. Wow. So it's like a movie minus, <laughs> minus 30 minutes. This is, see, I listen to music all the time. My wife, on the other hand, not so much. I mean, don't you remember? Like, never mind. I do listen to music. Why you say that? I do listen to albums. music. All right. I don't have albums. Exactly. I mean, how do you really get into the mindset? Of, I do have albums. An, how no, do you get I into the mindset albums. of an artist if you don't listen to, you know, the tracks laid out in the order that they, they specify them? All right. You know what? Everything for me is art. All right. I don't need to just listen to albums and try to configure the the mindset of whatever okay i'm dealing with my own mindset so so wait a second so you can almost say that you're appreciating something in a very transitory nature okay stop it stop it hold on hold on stop it no no don't get ahead no stop it 
Oh, yes, I'm going somewhere go ahead. with this. Don't go over there with it, though. You're, Don't go over there yet. Oh in my a God. transitory nature. <laughs> which I believe segues us right into today's topic. You know what? Let me turn this off. We're going to start again. Bye. <sighs> oh my God, everybody. Welcome back. Help. You know, one of our friends that was listening, a new listener, told us it was so funny because I guess she caught an episode where we were fighting like that and then we told everyone we were just in a fight hello good morning and i was about to say wow we haven't fought in a long time but here we go as soon as i have that thought there we go we have another fight so man e okay don't hijack what i'm trying to say can wait wait did you actually turn my microphone on i can actually talk oh my god all right good morning everybody good evening hello hello to all the time zones hello welcome welcome Welcome, happy day, yay, love is winning, today's show. <laughs> Let's get into it. Let me start over, here we go. A, a brief, stop laughing, a brief pause. <clears throat> the Japanese aesthetic principle that embraces the imperfect and impermanent nature of all things, recognizing beauty in the flawed, the incomplete and the broken beauty can be found beneath the imperfect surface beauty can be found beneath the imperfect surface wabi sami w a b i dash s a b i wabi sami the japanese aesthetic principle that embraces the imperfect and impermanent nature of all things recognizing beauty in the flawed the incomplete and the broken the beauty of imperfection the beauty of quote-unquote imperfection the understanding and appreciation and respect for or of the transience the imperfection as we see it and recognizing the beauty of it all that's wabi-sabi. Wabi-sabi stems from the Buddhist understanding of three life principles. One is impermanence. Two is suffering. Three is emptiness or absence. But the meaning over time has transformed to finding joy in solitude, appreciating nature, lauding old age wisdom, accepting that things come and go and loving them honestly and deeply while they last. Wabi-sabi recognizes that nothing lasts forever and so it is rare and beautiful. Some of the traits includes modesty, subtle grace, acceptance, earthiness, and peacefulness. We can find wabi-sabi in everything. We can find it in aesthetics, like when things are not symmetrical, when there's asymmetry happening. That's wabi-sabi. You can find wabi-sabi in poetry. Every word chosen after careful consideration and carries multiple meanings and intentions. You can find wabi-sabi in pop culture when you are seeking the not-so-perfect. As we take in wabi-sabi in friendship, let's first look at how to ground ourselves and appreciate our lives as they are, as is. The big dreams, the big plans for the future, and everyday worries. 
appreciate where you are right now. How can we do that? How can you appreciate where you are? That's part of Wabi Sabi. Stop worrying about being so perfect. It can block you. It can block you if you're trying to write a book. It blocks you in the art that you create. It blocks you in starting a brand new beautiful journal and afraid to make one mark because you are seeking that perfection and you end up not making any marks at all. And then if you do make all the perfect marks, does that really show the personality? Does that really show the feeling, the emotion of basically all the things that you need when you're creating art? Stop worrying about being so perfect. It can block you. Highlighting the importance of every moment, even the hardships. Accept things as they are and as they come. Appreciate your life where it is now and work towards your goals from there. Strive for excellence, but don't get caught up in the perfectionism. Live your own perfect life with all its precious imperfections. It sounds like I'm telling you what to do. Really, I'm telling myself what to do right now because we're in the midst of like <laughs> such limbo that this is why we're talking about what we're talking about today because it's a lesson that I had to make myself sit down and bring to use appreciating what doesn't seem so great. How can you love something that's unlovable? Every day seek out something that you don't want to love. <laughs> I used to do that all the time in Santa Monica. Remember that studio that I always talk about? It's so beautiful. It was so great. I made it great after a while. Like I fixed it up and made it look really nice and clean and beautiful. Like a beautiful, beautiful photography studio. But I remember laying down in bed and looking at the cracked wall, the radiator where the wall was kind of falling apart and thinking, okay, if I was a director of a movie, how would I show this part as beautiful? How would I look at this ugly part of the apartment of which there were many parts ugly, but how can I make it seem so beautiful and romantic? And then before I know it, it wasn't just my mentality. Whoever came over was like, wow, this place is really beautiful. Do you know what I mean? It changes everything. When you appreciate the imperfect, it is quite extraordinary. And so let's get into the wabi-sabi of friendship because we're not perfect and everything is transitory. Let's deep dive into wabi-sabi in life. All right, Matt. Matt's like, Matt, we need to shoot video. <laughs> That's really funny. His expressions. All right, go ahead. Matt, what do you, what do you say? Well, Fawn. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm actually now allowed to talk. This is a good thing. Yay. You know what? Stop it. Stop that. God. <laughs> so, in point of fact... <clears throat> As my um, cohort, co-host, has accurately stated, we've talked about wabi-sabi. Now, the actual word wabi, it's actually a conjunction of two words, not unlike ikigai. Wabi actually refers to, literally translated into the bittersweet pleasure in being alone. So this will be fun as far as... Wait, so wabi is about being alone? Bittersweet pleasure. The bittersweet pleasure of being alone. Yes. Perfect. And sabi is the... It's almost like how everything looks better when you look back on it. So it's the it's the 
noble veneer that the passage of time lends to people and objects. Wait, so this is, what does that mean? Can you say that in a normal voice? I didn't understand what you just said. But it's more fun to say it in that voice. I didn't, it did not register and compute. It's the noble veneer, meaning, you know, the yes. patina on something, that the passage of time lends to people and objects. So you don't necessarily realize that uh, the span of time that you're living is one of the best times of your life oftentimes until after it's over. Hmm. Right. So it's this kind of looking back. So that's why we want to harness it and maneuver time and space so we can appreciate it in the moment. Right. Absolutely. Appreciate it in the moment. That's the key. And not constantly compare it to the greatest moment of your life because you know few moments can hold to that but appreciate the moments for what they are okay it sounds like we're so intelligent i think we sound intelligent we probably don't but it's funny because let's be honest how did we learn about wabi-sabi we learned about it years ago but <laughs> why i was reading you know my 800 page <laughs> book on uh, zen buddhism how, where did you find out about it hank hill what was the name of that show? King of the Hill. King of the Hill. I don't know. Other countries listening. King of the Hill. I don't know if you get that. But... Mike Judge actually wrote, produced, etc. the show. And he's the guy who made Idiocracy, which was an interesting movie to say the least. Really? I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Idiocracy, if you watch that, it's absurd and good. But yeah, it's an animation, adult animation series. Kind of like The Simpsons. But it takes place in Texas. It takes place in Texas, and it's a very stereotypical Texan family, I guess, except for they have this little boy who is not a typical Texan. And one day he started talking about wabi-sabi. What was it? He had a plant. He was growing a plant. See, again, atypical. He was growing a rose for a competition. Oh, my goodness. He's the wabi-sabi. Bobby Hill is wabi-sabi. Well... And that's fair. So he, he was trying to grow a rose for competition, and then his dad got all involved, and then there was a, a smoke shop involved because they supplied lights and things for the <clears throat> Wait, flowers. But they up. keep, yeah, but they keep what? But they keep kind of referencing he's really growing marijuana, yeah, even though he really isn't, which is truly funny. And this show was years ago before the legalization of marijuana in America. In America. But let's give our audience some description of the dad. The dad is very stereotypical Texan. He played like, high school football. Yeah, he's very conservative. He wants men to be men and he wants women to be women. Like he's very he he's does very loosen tight. up over the over the course of the show, but Right. The show ran for many years. Is it still going? No. No, it stopped. Unfortunately it ended. Wait, I remember how it ended years ago. Yeah, we, it was not happy, right? Didn't they kill off, like, major character? Whatever. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I digress once again. But so you know that dad is very strict and he's just very conservative. And his son is not into sports. He's very philosophical. He's a little girly. He's, he has a, a actually, they were way ahead of their time. He's actually a well-balanced human being. Yes. He carries the yin and yang with him. Well, he definitely knows. He's very connected to his inner Popeye. Yes. He knows who he is. He knows his superstar. But I, I, own... I, I would say that he's just not hyper-masculine. It's just his interests and his desires aren't in line with his father's definition of what masculine is. He's a human. 
he is a hundred percent a human being and he doesn't care what others think and remember that episode where he was uh did his dad want him to study wrestling but he ended up going to another class and he studied he was, self he was, he was getting bullied and his father wanted him to fight back and so he started to teach him how to box because that's how you had that's how it's done that was in his mind how it was done how to fight like a man and so he gave up and he said go take a self-defense class at the ymca so he ends up in a women's self-defense class where he learns how to defend himself in more of a krav maga format which is you make use of whatever your opponent all of your opponent's weak spots and part of it is you say whatever you have to say you do whatever you have to do and so we have lines in our family, like we'll just recite lines from our favorite shows, our favorite movies. And one of them is from Bobby Hill that always cracks us up, which is the way he says, I don't know you. Like he's, he yells this at, at an attacker. He goes, I don't know you. That's my purse. And then he attacks. <laughs> but like he'll say that line. Didn't he say that line in an actual attack? It wasn't in he did. class. He did. But again, in I, I think in women's self-defense at that moment in time, I don't know what it looks like now, right. but it's about letting your attacker know that you're not afraid of them. And also you're not afraid and to taking look. Your, and ga you're gathering your power as you're saying this. You're not afraid to look crazy. You're not afraid to look any way or you're not afraid to sound any way well you're, you're not just, you're not sounding like a victim at that point you don't care what someone else thinks so therefore he would just yell i don't know you that's my purse so you you make that loud statement so people know something is happening so going back to the wabi sabi and how we found out what bobby bobby what wabi sabi rhymes with bobby actually means so he's growing this rose and his dad comes along. And what happens, honey? Well, the dad reads the all the rules and regulations and how uh, roses are judged. And it turns out it's hyper-specific, hyper-serious. There is an absolute definition of a best rose. And Hank takes over his child, even though Bobby is saying, wouldn't it be fun if we did this? Wouldn't it be cool? And, and the dad's like, we can't do that because, you know, you won't win. And yeah, Bobby just so wants to connect. Hyper focused on winning, whereas Bobby is more interested in the experience when he's okay with winning or not winning. And then finally, at the end, Hank does something and he screws up one of the interior pedals. My <laughs> God, do I know these things? Anyways, or something happens to one of the interior pedals of this rose, and then Hank goes in with clippers to quote unquote fix it, but he leaves a tell. And then as it's getting judged, they notice it. And he's like, but what about the wabi-sabi? No, but... He, Hank recoils into trying to use that as a defense of this rose, which but I it find was Bobby, fascinating. Bobby who told him about wabi-sabi. That's true. Initially. That's, yes. And then later on, the dad embraces wabi-sabi. Well, he, he hides behind it, in point of fact, in my mind. Wait, who hides behind it? Hank does. Hank. No, but like I remember watching the show... And little Bobby was saying, but it's Wabi Sabi. And my ears perked up. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> is it a, what is that? And so he explained, this is beautiful. This flower is beautiful because it has Wabi Sabi. It is not perfectly symmetrical that there's beauty in this rare being. 
there's beauty in this normally asymmetrical way it makes it unique it's beautiful this right. way and his dad was like nope it needs to be perfectly this way right to be judged and to be to win to win right and so so friends that's how we found out about wabi sabi well that's how Vaughn found out about <laughs> stop it did you really <laughs> no, no of course not <laughs> oh my goodness but, you know, you can learn fascinating things everywhere. Well, that's just it. I think the whole point is one of the aspects of Wabi Sabi is looking for beauty everywhere in the most mundane objects in, you know, the, the a moment. And there are certain ways that are quote unquote accepted and certain ways that aren't. Like in point of fact, if you were crazy like me and wake up super early, there is like a five minute span. If I look out the window when the sun is rising, it is so it was so beautiful the other day. Five minutes, and that's all it was. And like the sky had the rest of it was crap on it. Well, <laughs> it's just the sun's rising. It's just it's you know a flashlight coming up on some level I versus this just moment of you know the pink hues were melding with the white. Well, the gray clouds were melding with the blue sky. It was it was it was picturesque. It was beautiful, and then it's gone. Mm -hmm. So it's very transitory. Yeah, so speaking of transitory, what I've had to work on the past month, month and a half has been, you know, I like things. Matt says I'm OCD. Like, I like things perfect. Our wall of herbal jars all have to, f every jar has to face exactly so. Like, everything has to face exactly. Uh-oh, wait a second. Straight. Those are out of alphabetical you know what? order. Stop it, stop it. But like, I like things to be beautiful. And I do appreciate wabi-sabi. I do appreciate asymmetry. But I make the asymmetry happen. <laughs> everything has to be just right. And everything has a home in our home. And the past two months, I want to say, it's been more than a month and a half, we've been living surrounded with boxes. Because I'm like, enough, we're moving. We're moving. I'm just going to start packing. So little by little, I started packing and I would hide the boxes from Matt because I don't want him to stress out. Matt doesn't like change. So it got to a point where I couldn't hide the boxes. And it also got to a point where I just can't take it anymore. Like I want to move. I want the life that I want for us. I want to live already that life. And so now everything is boxed up except for our wall of jar. Well, you know what? 80% of the jars are packed, but you still have a wall of jars. Our food isn't totally packed and our clothes, most of our clothes are not packed. Everything is packed guys, everything. So we're surrounded with boxes and it doesn't look pretty. And I've had to get my mind around looking at how beautiful it is in its, in its way. So the beauty of the transitory, like literally, like I have to find beauty in this apartment where all the magical things have come off the walls. There's no like, it's just boxes basically and finding beauty in that. And then also I always talk to you guys about the Nicomachean ethics, knowing who your friends are, knowing the people that come into your life. What kind of friend is that? And coming to terms with it as early as possible so you don't get heartbroken. But with me, when I meet someone, I love so much. And I think this is the one. Much like before Matt, any guy that came up that resembled what I thought Matt was, like I was looking for Matt since I was born, 
I was like, I found him. Yay, I found him. I'm in love. We're going to get married. And it was not it at all. But, and then, you know, heartbreak and confusion set in all that stuff over and over and over again. And the thing with friendship is kind of the same way with me. I open myself up. I, I'm like, this is it. This is family right here. This is, this is my sister. This is my brother. We're family. And then sure enough, something happens and you're like, wow, no, this person doesn't care for me as much as I care for them. And it is, it's seriously a pain that you feel in your heart if you allow for that feeling to be, if you're honest with yourself and you try to feel what your body feels like with all these emotions, all these feelings, it is painful. It is a physical pain. And that's what I've been going through the past couple weeks again, again, coming to terms with the people that I thought were my besties really don't consider me in that same vein. For them, it's something totally different. And I knew all the signs, but I ignored all the signs. I ignored it. I thought, well, they're busy. They're going through their stuff. It's okay that they forgot about this major, major thing that's happened. A few major things that have happened. It's okay that they never ask about it. They're probably preoccupied. But too many things happened and and they sense it too like they sense you sensing these things so then conflict arises and that's why I'm also doing the show today is it's all wabi-sabi you have to get to a point where you can see the beauty of it all even the beauty of a friend turning ugly on you a friend leaving because nothing lasts forever getting to a place where you can appreciate what they offered you in life, what they brought to life. And just remembering that and also remembering, of course, hey, they also did A, B, and C, which was not cool, but not holding on to it forever. You know what I'm saying? And I think for me, that's how I'm choosing to look at wabi-sabi and friendship. How do you equate wabi-sabi and friendship? How do you pull it together, Matt? <laughs> But when I asked you, I'm like, do you think we'll ever find any friends? Like, for real? Like, <sighs> in our future? And you said no. No, I didn't say no. I you said, did. You said I no. I said no for me. I didn't say no for you. Yeah, that's what I mean. And that made me so sad. And then I was like, you know what? Me too, then. Me too. <sighs> Harumph. I'm never making any more friends again. Lord have mercy. I'm good. We're just going to find, make sure that Ellen and Allegra have friends. <laughs> No, it's it's literally until I can get myself into that naivete mindset, you know, that saying, you know, love like you've never been hurt, dance like no one's watching. You have to be in that mindset and you have to let it go. You have to open your heart. I don't know if I want to anymore. Well, that's what everybody says the instant they get broken up with or, but you know, your, your own habits creep up. For me, you know, making friends with me is a very slow process. I, I have people who are in my life who I've known for years that I still have this acquaintance kind of thing because there is a certain rigor to it. There is a certain distancing to it. There is, and it's, it's everybody just being careful. It's, I think, and it's not until we can truly let that go that friendship can truly, truly happen. You know, I'm involved in their lives. I hear about what's going on with their lives. One of my friends, actually, her daughter is getting married today. 
and then she's having back surgery. So it's not like I don't know what's going on in their lives and we stay in touch with each other and we constantly, not constantly, but we call each other frequently, but I'm not completely emotionally invested. Okay, so I can see that. And, and there's, I'm, a, there's I'm, still a beauty in it. Um, absolutely. There's a great, um, what's the word when you have, when you exercise great restraints, you, you master yourself and your actions. There's great discipline. That's the word I was looking for. There's great discipline in, in forming connections and friendships like that, like mm-hmm. that. I mean, by, by doing it slowly, I'm not slow in anything. Nope, not at all. I am like a flea that's like boing, 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 boing. I'm like a golden retriever dog, but like a Middle Eastern version. So maybe a chocolate Labrador, Labrador. What do you call those dogs? A dark one. Chocolate, chocolate labs. But you know, like a lab. I'm, I'm a, I'm a dog. I'm a dog that sniffs you from miles away and then starts running towards you. I'll jump on you and lick you and tell you how much I love you because I recognize you. I recognize your spirit and I have no qualms about like letting you know up front within that instant we meet. Where the heck have you been? I've been looking for you my entire life. Come on, you know, and then later realizing oh, <laughs> the person is not feeling it. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it'll take a while. And it's heartbreaking for me. Right. Because I am in it. I am like, I will be your best friend. I will be there, except I don't like to pick you up from the airport. Please don't ask me that. I don't like to do that. <coughs> Please get an Uber or something. Um, but one of the things I really love about my friendship with Wendy is she took command. Because <laughs> I was like, I was like ready to jump on her and like lick her and go Wendy and I did I I told you know I mean lick like metaphorically I'm not talking about for real you know what I'm saying I'm just saying I do but like I told her immediately and it also also because you Matt very rarely really like someone from the very beginning like you can always sense people and you will just be quiet. Like I'll make a bunch of friends and you're just quiet. Like you won't say anything anymore. And in that silence, I can tell, uh Oh, Matt doesn't really, there's Matt has picked up some signs, but I ignore it. I'm like, no, everything's wonderful. I love this person. And then later on, like, like the way you're looking right now, he, he, his lips disappear. Like he, he, he doesn't want to speak and his eyebrows go up. Like I told you that, 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 no, your lips disappear. He's trying to... I'm trying to push my lips out and lower my eyebrows. <laughs> so I look really freaky. But what I love about my friendship with Wendy is she took control. She, with her mastery, she, she, do I say pruned? What's the right word? She, what do you, she tended our friendship in such a way that it took forever little by little for us to get closer and closer and i'm just marveling in our friendship and it's still growing do you know what i'm saying and it's quite beautiful it feels like home but as far as like how matt you usually like know instantly like i remember you met one of my friends in santa monica and you had a word for her that terrified me 
you just said one word. I don't know if it's one word or two. Is it hyphenated? I don't know. But you said, no, it's one word. You said, all you said to me in regards to this friend was freight train. And I was terrified because I knew you long enough to know that you're incredibly observant and you see things like, and I'm like, no way, Matt, you are so wrong. And sure enough, like later on, as time passed, you were absolutely right. And I don't know, you have such a gift for recognizing immediately. But as soon as you saw Wendy, you were like, I love her. And you, you did I don't think same. I chose those words. I don't think you used the word love, but you just, you, you immediately, as soon as... I think I said she's good people. But you said she's one that we're going to have in our life. You said something. I don't remember your exact words, but that was what you said. Do you know what I'm saying? That is what you were implying. Like, she's the one. She's good. She's, she's great. She's incredible. And so that's our friendship with Wendy. But yeah, so I have to take it slow, but I can't. I just, it's not my nature. I don't, and yet, I do how that. long did, were we friends before we started dating? I had no idea what was happening. Exactly. That was the only way that was going to work. Oh my God, you you pulled a Wendy on me. That's true. Yeah, that's true. So I would say Wendy pulled a Matt on you. (laughs) Yeah. All right. (laughs) I I dislike not being in control. I just want to be a dog. I just want to frolic and go, yay, I love you. Why can't you just love me back? Gosh, that's painful out here. Lord have mercy. So now I'm feeling raw all over again. Can you take over the conversation for a little bit until I calm down? I'm going to take a sip okay, of water. Okay, so let's go back to Wabi Sabi because we should. After all, it is the kind of the name of the show. So this is interesting, something I hadn't really contemplated before, but one of the key, well, not key, but one of the elements of Zen Buddhism is the tea ceremony. And if you really think about it, I mean, it's a very ritualized, stylized, you pour this way. I mean, it's, 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 it's kind of a perfect ceremony. Describe as, it. Describe it for some countries or some people who don't know what a tea ceremony actually is. There's a whole process behind getting the charcoal out and putting it and, and lighting it and actually putting the water in the teapot, putting the tea in the teapot and it's, on and on and it's on. It's like poetry, right? It's, every it's, word has an intent. It's very ritualized. Every, every action. Every motion. Every motion and a means something. quote unquote tea master, this would be somebody who's practiced this for a long time, it is said that they leave no opening. What does that mean? It just, well, this is how somebody like a, a samurai would judge like... There is no place to quote unquote attack. There is no flaw in their, you know, in their performance isn't the right word, but their execution of, you know, the tea ceremony. There is no flaw in their movements. There is no flaw in their movement. So not unlike, again, we like to talk about, I like to talk about Zen archery. It's a similar thing uh, where it's a very ritualized and the whole thing. But what's interesting is the tea ceremony actually takes its roots from monks who were, who would drink tea before they would meditate and they would do this to help them stay awake because I guess they drank the caffeinated tea, which is like, there's a lot of discrepancies going on because I wouldn't assume I could get into that alpha meditative state if 
my blood pressure is going crazy because I've had a lot of caffeine, but welcome to it. But that is one that is like the root of the tea ceremony. It actually comes from monks who are just attempting to meditate for longer periods of time, which I thought was fascinating. But again, if you look at it, why is, why is this Wabi Sabi? I'm talking about perfection and perfection and perfection. Yes, but transient because at some point the tea gets cold at some point you pack it up and all of a sudden now this whole ritualized quote-unquote performance is over so it can be as perfect as perfect can be but it ends and it's that understanding of that ending that maybe hopefully makes you appreciate it even more so slowing down and appreciating every movement appreciating what it is being completely immersed in what you're doing and nothing else right but putting all your intention in the beauty of the moment exactly and you know there's all kinds of different stories or thoughts that start to like tweak your head and another one is you can never step into the exact same spot of a river because the river is constantly changing and then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, but wait, I can never, I can never come this way again because it will never be, you know, um, January 32nd of this year and the weather will never be quite like this again, et cetera, et cetera. There's a transient nature to everything we do. And don't you find that that's key to relationships? That's key to raising children, that it's key to being a partner in a marriage, that's key to being a family member, is you can never hold someone to what you think they are. They are never the same river. So you you should expect to be pleasantly or not not pleasantly you just should you should just expect that you don't know this person because every day is opening another gift like it's not the same person and if we see that then we, we're not um it's not stale because you are able to witness the evolution of everything around you. You're able to witness the evolution of every human being around you. Exactly. I always say we have to afford the people in our lives the opportunity to grow. To transform. And some. And it seems like most of them don't, and they're very specific about how they're transforming, and it may not be in sync with your transformation. Yes, and, but, and, and, and that is as, almost entire, that's usually the case in point of fact. But if you really, really love this person, and I want to say it's a number three, and in the number three in the Nicomachean is like you love them no matter what, that love will keep going because within that love, really the root of it is compassion and respect. Like there are people in our lives that I don't respect and I don't want anything to do with them, but out of obligation, like I'm thinking about certain family members, Hey-o. um, I have to keep talking to them, but there's no connection for me. Like I don't have that respect. So my love isn't totally there for that. Right. Right. And it's, it's when it isn't, it's really hard to see how or if they're growing because it feels like they're not. And maybe that has a lot to do with one of the aspects of the wabi-sabi in my mind of friendship is you're an open book. So as you're growing, you know, anytime I discover anything cool, I want to share it. 
especially with my friends, especially with people who love me, especially with the people I love. And that's very, very difficult to do in, you know, cases where it feels like an obligation. So it, it indeed looks like neither side is growing because neither side is willing to expose themselves to the vulnerability of growth. And in terms of what you just said, I do the same thing. As soon as I find something or I remember something that's really cool and, and beneficial, I want to share it and I share it. And I notice with certain quote unquote friends, all they do is take, 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 take. They never share their stuff. And I'm like, wow, are they friends with me because they're getting stuff? And the answer is yes. And that's the predicament. Right. And, and it also may be that they're afraid of looking foolish or because everyone's like, I'll afraid. share they're something f- with you. And you're like, I knew that. Oh, <laughs> makes me feel a little small sometimes. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that. No, it's fine. All right. I should, but... I should say it back the way I used to. Well, you know why? Because sometimes you, the way you, your tone is with me, Matt, it's like, sometimes you're shocked that I know some information, like some college level. Oh my God. Like, did you know that chocolate comes from a bean? And you, you can sound in your tone very, what's the word I'm looking for? Condescending. Condescending. <gasps> and I Why think, I never. And you know what? I think you only did this once or twice, but that sting has stuck with me the whole time. So that's why I react the way I do. Like, I already knew that. <laughs> <laughs> Where really the way it should come out is, I know, right? Yeah. Totally different tone, right? As opposed to, I know that, right? So, but but as far as sharing stuff, I think that people don't share because they feel like they're losing stuff. It's like money. It feels like they don't want to share the money. Well, yeah, I don't like want to, you, I don't want to spend my currency. Yeah, because it's going to take away from them. So they don't share stuff that's happening in their families with me. They don't share information they learned about what we're working on. Like I have friends that, you know, it seems like we're working on the same kind of projects and I'll share whatever I learned. That's like gold. I'm like, Oh my God, guys, look at what I just found. And they're like, Oh great. But they never do that with me. They keep it to themselves. And that hurts my feelings. Like after a while, when it happens over and over again, I'm like, huh? Well, that's why I'm generally pretty, um, yeah, quid pro quo-ish. By kush, um, Matt just made a... Uh, sorry, clo- let's say closed up. He made an X with his arms to protect his chest. like, like. Anyways, I'm pretty closed up and, you know, it's, it's, it's a very interesting thing. Unless, like, this thing I know is, like, so cool and eminently obvious, I will typically... I'm, I'm very careful about how I dole out the things I think are cool. Like I just, I just found this really cool new tool for development. So of course I had to share it with one of my programming friends. It's just kind of how it goes. And with me, I'm going to just um, keep doing what I'm doing because I know that it's energetic. I'm going to keep sharing what I'm sharing because obviously it came to me from some source. So something out there shared it with me. So I'm going to accept that this particular friend, quote unquote friend, right now I'm saying it that way because I'm mad, but you know, that this person 
does that. And I just appreciate that. Like, huh, look at that. That's how they are. I appreciate that. You know what I mean? And still love it. Right. But recognize, okay, that's not a family member. (laughs) That's not a, and by family member, what I mean is that is not my inner circle soul friend, my soul family. Right. You're not in my circle. Right. So I appreciate that. And I can see the beauty in that and let it go. It's hard though. I got to tell you, it's hard when you, you have yourself believe otherwise. And then the world shows you this person is really not in your circle the way you think they are. Right. And that's okay. And that's beautiful. It's just part of. And sometimes people flit in and flit out. So in a transitory manner. Yeah. And you, yeah. And you just recognize that is beautiful. It's transitory. Right. They're floating in the wind. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I had uh, two perfect, quote unquote, perfect summers before I turned 18 and they were perfect for different reasons. And it was just, but it's a summer. It ends. And as something ends, something is always beginning. Indeed. Always. So when a friendship ends or a situation ends, look around and see the beauty in that perfection because there is no void in nature. Things are always in motion. As long as there is breath, there is always motion. There is always life. Even even when we think the breath is no longer there, there is still life that we may not see from our perspective, but everything is constantly transforming. Yes. A few episodes back, we decided not to use the word change. Rather, transform. So going back to the four things, accept things as they are, And as they come, accept the friend as they are and as they come. Appreciate your life where it is now and work towards your goals. Appreciate your friends, (laughs) your friendship where it is now and work towards your goals. All right. So in my case, I'll use myself as an example. This is not the friendship I thought it was. I appreciate it. I appreciate the friendship that it is or it was. And I'm going to have the goal of meeting family, the friends that are family. That's my goal. But I appreciate what I have. Strive for excellence, but don't get caught up in perfection. Sounds good. Right? No one's going to be perfect. I'm looking for that soulmate friendship. A bunch of them, not only for myself, but for Matt and the kids. But I'm not going to get caught up in a list of points that I'm looking for. I don't know how else to describe this. Maybe you can. A checklist. Ugh. So, (laughs) well, yeah. Okay. And then the last one is live your perfect life with all its precious imperfections. Sounds good to me. What do you think? I just said it sounds good to me. No, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to our our, our family out there. My bad. What do you think? Please let me know. Please, please go to ourfriendlyworldpodcast.com. Go to ourfriendlyworldpodcast.com. Leave us a message. Talk to me. Schedule. Or me. Or, or Matt, of course. Can we schedule a Zoom together? I want to talk to you. I want to see you guys. I don't want to go on Facebook. Everyone's telling me you should start a group, but I don't want to go on Facebook or whatever it's called. 
I don't want to. What other way can we get together? <laughs> the only way I can think of is, can you please email us by going to our website, click on contact us, and that gets to my personal email. And we can schedule a group. Can we start a group? Let's start a group, please. Email us. There are things for you there. If you would like to donate to our show, that would be amazing. But please, this is for real. We're, I mean... We're doing this to create family. Reach out to us. Okay. All right. I'm smiling. Love is winning. Yes. Love is winning. Yeah. There's a lot going on out there in the world. It feels like everything is feeling way hyper intense. And just when we think, wow, it can't get any worse, there's more intensity coming up. The key is to form, form family, form friendships. And know that together we can create a beautiful utopia, a beautiful world, a beautiful family. That's what we're here for. We'll talk to you soon. Love you. Thank you for listening. Be well.